Welcome to Love Rice. So hello, everybody out there. And uh, we have an interesting and fun topic today, which I always think our topics are cool. I like to pick each other's brains about these things. But today, we're going to talk about rejection. And um, I'm Jenny, and I'm a therapist down in Arizona. And this is Dr. Skinner. He's the director, Bloom for Women, and of Addo Recovery. So rejection feels icky when I say it. I'm just going to start with that. Mm. it does yeah yeah and then i started thinking about the ways i've dealt with rejection in my life and what's the answer (laughs) no you're gonna ask me dang it (laughs) the answer is i push people away Mm. so i don't get close that way if there is a rejection i'm just like eh, no big deal Right. right right And it's a protective measure, right? Mm-hmm. A few years ago. 100%. So a few years ago, many years ago, when I was a little boy, I may have shared this story at some point, but um, a, a boy had moved up street. My mom says, hey, why don't you go visit him? So five, six-year-old me gets on my bike, and I lived in the country, so a new neighbor my age, woohoo! No so kidding. I, <laughs> right? So I drive up there, and their dog comes out and bites me on the leg. Ooh. I turned around crying, went home with the dog bite on my leg. Mm. Now today, um, if I hear a dog barking and it's not on a leash and it comes up towards me, I get adrenaline hit. I get, I get, I mean, I can, I mean, a little, a little dog can get uh, really close to me and I could, I, my, my fear kicks in and it's a good thing. I haven't connected with some of those dogs or they might end up uh, in Arizona here from here in Utah. A little kick all the way, boot them all the way down here, huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's and, why and all I those guess, stray dogs are down here. <laughs> well, little did you know, um, but, but the reality is, is when you've been rejected, it's almost as if you anticipate that you're going to be rejected. Uh-huh. Anticipatory. If this person did it, then maybe everybody will do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of interesting to explore this stuff in myself. You know, I've been exploring it now for many years, but these things come to light and you're like, huh, that's my, that's my go-to. Mm-hmm. My go-to is to kind of keep everybody out here. Rarely let them in. Well, and, and it's a typical response when we've been hurt or betrayed, right? Yeah, I don't want to get bit by a dog, right? You like don't want to get bit by the dog. Arm's length or more. And and then when they start barking at you, you want to kick them. Mm-hmm. Get out of here. I'm out. Peace yeah. out. Yeah. I used to always call myself a runner. And I was mm. a runner. I ran when I was a kid and, mm. you know, in high school and stuff. But I would always find myself running from relationships that I was in, you know. So I've, I kind of look back at my own patterns and laugh a little bit, you know, yeah, I always ran, I ran, I ran, I ran, I ran, I always ran. Trying now instead, put my feet on the ground, breathe, notice I'm okay. And then when people aren't okay, you know, noticing that too. Mm-hmm. So if attention. we were to title today's uh, podcast, I would probably call it dealing with the rejection of betrayal trauma. Mm, that sounds a little complicated. Well, tell me. Okay. Yeah. So, so after sexual betrayal, that normal response is rejection, right? We've, we've talked a little bit about it at the end of last podcast of feeling this feeling of being rejected. I'm not enough. Yep. I'm not good enough. 
right? Mm-hmm. My they spouse went somewhere else. Yeah, my spouse went somewhere else. So I, they're rejecting me. And I, I asked this question, you know, why don't we look at the other side of this question? And what is wrong with them that they're choosing to do XYZ behavior? Well, I wonder why we don't ask that because we internalize their behavior as if it's something about us. And I've often wondered why, why do we internalize it? There's something wrong with me. When in reality, what if it, there's something wrong with them? Mm-hmm. It is hard to explore that. And, you know, I, uh, Dan Siegel, I think, says something about that. He says, what does he say? He says, it's easier to turn on ourselves and think that there's something wrong with us than risk breaking from, quote unquote, mm-hmm. the tribe, the group where we belong. Mm-hmm. That's really fascinating insight. Yeah. And, and in my book, Treating Trauma from Sexual Betrayal, one of the conclusions that I came to on this topic was that it's a sense of control, what we refer to as a locus of control. Because if, it, if it's about me, then I can fix it. But what if it's about them? I, I don't know how to do too. that. I don't know how to do that, but I can, I can, I can lose weight. I can be more sexual. I can whatever trying to make myself more appealing because then I sense maybe I can influence the outcome. Maybe I can be in control. You know, I want to say something about this because, you know, of course, I think you're right. We notice these behaviors in a relationship that's trying to heal from betrayal, but I also want to put a highlight on post relationship, like maybe you got a divorce or broke up with your partner that betrayed you. And now you're dating again. Mm -hmm. And this is where it kind of explodes. I think it explodes because there's tons of rejection in dating and there's tons of trying to gain approval in dating. And if this hasn't healed and you're trying to find another partner or date or even be friends, it's going to get big and it's going to get glaring. Yeah, and and now you're transitioning, which I think is a really interesting experience. When you've been bit by that dog, and you're around other dogs, and you're mm-hmm. it's almost anticipating that somehow they're going to bite you too, and that's mm-hmm. really what you just described, right? This mm-hmm. anticipatory, you're going to reject me as well, and 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 really, then it's the the walking wounded trying to be relational. Mm. And those wounds from the past, if they're not, so to speak, made sense of, and if I haven't moved through that disturbing memory or those experiences or those beliefs, then I continue and down that pathway and expecting that you too will reject me. You too will hurt me. When in reality, there's the other side of this. There are people who've also been hurt. And they are dealing with their own stuff. And one of the core questions I ask people when they're dating uh, in considering a second marriage is, is are, are both of you doing the work to be present in this relationship? To let go of those old patterns, old thoughts, old ways of being. Mm. So along that concept, this is taught uh, by uh, Dr. James Pennebaker uh, in his book, Opening Up. 
he, he said something really fascinating. He was talking about, um, he, he does a lot of expressive writing and that's really his baby is expressive writing to work through the difficult experiences of life. And so he has people write about the most difficult experience of their life for four days in a row, 20 minutes at a time. Don't edit, just write 20 minutes, go next day, 20 minutes, go same topic next day, 20 minutes, go four days. Well, individuals who write 20 minutes, four days in a row, they actually decrease their depression and increase their immune system. So he took it into the workplace and found that there was a big company that had to lay people off. People who've been there 20, 25 years and, and newcomers, but they all had to be laid off and they only kept a certain staff, amount of staff. And uh, they thought well, this is a great opportunity, large company, to, to put people into two different groups. And, and the group, uh, one group was given time management, how to manage their time while they're laid off. And the other group was asked to write about the experience. Well, the individuals who wrote about the experience were then applying for the same jobs as those who did time management. The people who wrote about the experiences were more likely to go into the interview and had processed through the rejection of, of being let off. They were the ones who were hired because the ones who did time management went in emotionally frustrated or distraught. Concept, when we have unprocessed experiences, traumas, memories, then they continue to perpetuate into the future. Mm. That's why it's so critical to consider, am I, am I dealing with this rejection, uh, whether it's a spouse or whether it's a previous girlfriend or boyfriend or my parents, if I, if that rejection is not resolved, then it's going to influence how I see my future relationships. So using that same model, Dr. Pennebaker's model, you might just consider journaling about the, that rejection four days in a row, 20 minutes at a time to get to the core pain so it can be removed or, or moved through. Wow. That's really, and I, I really want to highlight that part because, you know, we always hear that phrase, you know, if you don't deal with it now, it'll follow you later. You know, people always say, oh, I don't want to leave this marriage because if I left, I'd have the same problems, that kind of stuff. And it's true. You know, those roots go deep. And if we don't look at them, if we don't evaluate and, and, explore ourselves it does stay and it unconsciously impacts our decisions in the future so Absolutely. important to do that yeah so four days 20 minutes i'm gonna do that yeah I, I i look it's a great exercise in fact in fact he found he's found many other things but really what it's doing is, is it's allowing that memory the pain to, to be mm. given a voice and, and that's really the concept i often say if we're stuck in some event, memory from the past, if we can't process it, we're stuck. So, so trauma, where we're stuck, whatever that is, it needs a voice. Rejection needs a voice. What did that do to me and how did I internalize this experience? Because the other side of that is when I start to realize, you know, I feel bad for them for not choosing me. Right. What a loss. That's going to be a, one of those foreign truths we talked about last time. 
that's gonna mm-hmm. that's the that's the thought's gonna be like what I, there's some friction with that because the lot one side of you might be like yeah i am awesome look at me i'm amazing i do this and that i am this and then the other half of us or the other part the war part is uh, how can that even be true mm-hmm. the outside is proving to me that i'm not right and, and if we're actually looking at this from an internal family systems, the part of me is saying, well, of course you're not enough or they would have done this, right? And, and that's that part that's, you know, trying to protect you. You got to be careful. Don't let anyone else in because they're going to hurt you too. And the other part knows the truth, infinite worth and value that you have so much to contribute. And it's actually in that confidence where I find people take uh, stronger stands or create more boundaries in their own recovery, in their own healing. It's it's the client who says, look, I'm going to move forward. Whether you come with me or not, that's going to be your choice. But I'm not going to sit in the muck of our conflict and and you acting out. I'm going to move forward. I hope you'll join me. Good luck. It's such a disease that we see right now. You know, I guess disease is a word I'm using, but I feel that there are so many people that don't feel good about themselves. Mm. And, you know, that's one thing that I feel is very important. If, if anything, you deserve to feel good about yourself and you deserve to feel good about yourself in your relationships, in your life, in your way of being, whatever that is, whatever you choose. It's, yeah. And this is such a hard, uh, I don't even want to call it a concept because it's so much deeper than that. It's such a hard uh, a hard way uh, to grasp onto that I am enough. You know, I recently had a, a woman really get this. <laughs> she mm. came into the office and she was just like, I get it. We've been working on this for months and months and months and months. And she's like, I get it. It's in me. It's, it has a voice. I'm listening to it. She's like, the other voice is still there, but this one is getting louder and she was so excited. And she said, you know, I, I love it because I realize I'm, I can't control this. It lets me breathe a little bit. It just lets me be, it lets me love myself a little bit. And then there's the other side of it. She said, but you know what? I'm starting to notice. I feel this incredible sadness mm-hmm. and I feel this incredible grief for this life that I'm in and I'm starting to see it for real. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. Right. Because you're starting to see the, the progress of, you know what? Why do we why do we think the way we think? Why do we accept those thoughts? And and mm-hmm. for me, that rejection is a concept um, that and, and this is gonna sound a little bit strange, but I'm not sure that people can can reject us. No, I'm not on that one. I, I, I know that that sounds strange. Well, tell us more about it. The, again, this is just my opinion. If someone chooses not to want to be with us, that's their issue. Now, we might call that rejection or we might call it a gift. Now, I, I know this, again, it's just this sounds strange, but if you're going to choose a different world and not to come towards me, I'm of infinite worth and value. And if you're going to choose that world, then I'm gonna, I don't want to be in a world that's, where you're not choosing me. I'm of more worth and value. And, and so the gift, and I know that this sounds strange, especially when we're talking about betrayal trauma, 
but if you're not going to choose me, I deserve to be treated with respect and dignity. Now, again, I know this is a hard, hard way to put this because I don't, I'm not, I'm not sure we'd ever say that the gift is betrayal, but I'm of infinite worth. And if you're not going to choose me, well, then why would I want to choose you? There, that, there's that reality lens, right? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. And it's, it, it, again, I'm not, again, I'm, I'm not saying the gift of, oh, that's no, not, not that at all. Mm. I'm simply saying in relationships, we need to choose each other and we need to be intentional about it. And we need to recognize that if I, if a person's acting out, if they're cheating, if they're doing whatever, their behaviors, well, it feels like it's rejecting. They are probably rejecting their, their own self. their true identity. Mm -hmm. And, and, and as a result, they reject, if I use that word, other people, because they're not comfortable within their own skins. That's so true. It's so difficult to be in that position to be the cheater or the betrayer. It's a painful, um, you know, the more I've worked with people and been able to see what goes on inside them, you know, you do have a lot of compassion when you start to see the pain inside. Mm. And, um, and as those who have gotten betrayed, right, we have a lot of pain too. And we do get to choose. We do get to that when that lens kind of clears and the fog clears and you see the reality, it's a really difficult place to stand, but it's invaluable for yourself, for building mm. of your self-worth, for making decisions, for deciding how you want to be. Yeah. And, and, and I, I really want to be clear here. <clears throat> maybe, maybe what I'm really trying to say is they're actually so stuck in their shame. I can't tell you how many times I've heard people say, I don't even like myself when they've been acting out. Their shame is so high. So mm -hmm. their rejection is actually of relationships and humanity and ultimately of themselves. And until they actually work on healing and recovery, it's hard for them to be relational. So they might, their actions may feel like rejection, but at the end of the day, they, they're rejecting themselves as well. Yeah. So they're of in every, we're, we are all of infinite worth and we deserve to be, we deserve to be treated with dignity and respect. And it's a beautiful thing when you internalize that and recognize it as true and real, you know, and I just want to tie back up that writing piece that you talked about, you know, the four days, 20 minutes a day, writing about, you know, your difficulties and writing has played a huge part in my own healing. And a lot of times I didn't know what I was writing about. You're just barfing it out. You're just saying these things that read back. They don't make sense. And, you know, but, but it's so helpful to organize and to understand what's going on inside of you. So if writing comes to you, it's another way to discover and to kind of drop off, you know, these feelings of rejection that aren't yours to really hold. Mm -hmm. They're not yours. They, they, they are really, they should be the burden of the person who's been acting out. And there's something really, really cool and powerful about knowing that mm -hmm. 
knowing that it's not me, like the client I was telling you about, she just came in with it. I know it now. I feel it. It's in me. Love it. Love it. And, and that's, that's when we realize they've got their journey. They've got to work on. That's their journey. I am enough. I am lovable. Beautiful. All right. Shall we wrap that up? Yeah. Hopefully, okay. hopefully, hopefully everyone will journal. I'm going to, mm. I'll do it. And then next time we get together, you can ask me about it. All right. Next time it's, it's in test. my notes. Then. Okay, this is cool. a test. <laughs> this is a test. All right. Next time we get together for our podcast, I'm going to be asking you a question. The question <laughs> is, is how did your journaling go? Jenny. I know, right? That's that therapy question that they're like, that you're like, oh, I didn't really get to it, you know, <laughs> but I'm going to do it. So okay. it's an experiment on me. All right. That sounds good. Hey, one other thing. Um, what is our email if someone wants to send us a message? Reach out to us. Yeah. It's hello at bloomforwomen.com. Awesome. So, hope to hear from y'all. Okay. That's it. That's a wrap.